Hello again. Welcome once again to the Save Continue podcast. My name is Ryan Robinson. That there's James Sandusky. And that's Tom Shelby. Hello. Uh, Shanae's not with us this week. Um, Gotta project. Right. The, uh, I'm feeling somber. Because uh, the consumption has taken Shanae. Okay, well the audio's not going to be good if you talk like that the whole time. Um, criticisms aside, glad to have there you are back. Many. Yes. Uh, Sandy, I'm glad to see you once again on the show. Um, how are you feeling today? Very tired and sore. Yeah? You do a lot of moving? Yeah. Yeah? Um, well, you're back in San Antonio, which is where you will stay. It's where you belong. It's really where you belong, actually. Um, you shouldn't have left, but you learned a lesson. Don't ever leave us again. <laughs> okay? Um, but gl- glad to see you. Uh, have you, I know that you've been busy. Hadn't had a lot of time for video games or a lot of whirlwind uh, events happening right now, but um, oh, past two weeks—that's like all I've done is just play video. Well, games. you did. You have been playing. Uh, you finished Chrono Trigger uh, recently, right? Yeah, I finished that. Um, what are you playing right now? Um, so I'm going through <clears throat> going through Neo, trying to just finish stuff up. Uh, you had beaten it before, right? Yeah, but okay. uh, Corey's going through it, so I'm. That kind of like got me to like keep going and try and get some more stuff done. Yeah. Um, you tell that son of a bitch to slow down. Yeah. He's going too fast. Look, how are you supposed to get your money's worth <coughs> out of your video games if you beat them in a day all the time? You know? Well, yeah, that's true. So, um, savor the flavor is what I say. So I'm going through that. I uh, started the Mega Man X collection. Okay. Um, that's one through six? One through eight. One through... Oh, so you got both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you, if you buy it, it's cool if you buy the physical copy. It yeah. comes with two discs. Nice. Um, have that. I started streaming Final Fantasy 3 on y'all's channel. Or Final Fantasy 6. Um, it's such a good game. I don't know a lot about Mega Man. But I, I have wondered, what is the difference between regular Mega Man and X Mega Man? Uh, so... They are part of the same canon. Yeah. So Mega Man... Like, Mega Man is you're going up against Dr. Wily. Okay. And the bosses are generally, like, blank man. Sure. Blank man. That's a good movie. Um, then with X, it's <laughs> it's supposed to be more of kind of like... An, Mavericks. Yeah, it's like an edgier version of Mega Man where you're, you're going Storm up... Storm Eagle. Yeah, you're going up against, like, animal creatures. There's a grizzly bear. I like those. There's, there's a you fight a whale. There's a stingray. Cool. Um, like and, a robot. Yeah. Cool. Also, you collect pieces of armor. Not in all of the games, but yeah. in some of them you do. Actually, so, no, all of them you do. And okay, so even X Seven. That I don't know about. And the Mega Man X games, are you collecting armor instead of uh, powers? You still get powers. You still get powers, okay. but with this one, you also get armor. And okay. some of them, the option to play as other characters. Yeah. Okay. X Seven's fucking terrible. Like, so how's that? Heard. It's a PS2 game. They tried something new, so you have to commend them there. But the, the Mega Man X uh, series was supposed to stop, I believe, at 4. Like, they had planned to five. do... 5, okay. Uh, and they, they kept pushing it. Uh, 7 took the series into a new direction in that mm-hmm. there are 2.5D sections that look very similar to Mighty Number no. 9, but there's, like, a lock-on mechanic for your blaster... 
that works very poorly, and then sections that shift to 3D that work very poorly. And it's just not good. Like when they shift to 3D, is it like um, like a third-person shooter kind of thing? I, I mean, the camera is not controlled by the player. Right. But it's also not fixed like it moves with you. It's, it's weird. Yeah. But uh, it's just not good. Even the 2D sections in that game are not good. You know, I'd actually... And you don't start as Mega Man or Zero. You start as some other character. Yeah, Axel. There you go. Hmm. They had started, like, naming these guys after musicians after a while. Yeah. Like, rock musicians. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I had actually thought about, like... Like, I thought about going through uh, the, Mega, the Mega Man games. Only because, like, I thought about... Uh, is it Mega Man 9... That just came out? I, I'm not up to Nine that. and ten were okay. last gen. Okay. Um, and uh, somebody I know, I can't remember whom, but somebody that I know had recently posted uh, a video of them playing one of those games. And they were like, man, I'm having a lot of fun with this game. And I'm like, well, that does, that does look fun. And I thought about uh, that time when we sat down and played Mega Man 2 for a little bit. Yeah. And um, I had fun in the way that like again that was there's a lot of firsts in in that experience for me there was the first the, my first time beating a boss in Mega Man my first time like getting all the way through like a, a stage by myself in a right. Mega Man and I was like man that felt really good only because like that the Mega I don't know like for people who like Mega Man I don't know how challenging those games are to people who play those games a lot but to me, those games are really hard. If you play them a lot, they're not that hard. The X games are definitely harder than the original series. Uh, but 1 through 10 are classic-style Mega Man games. But I'm imagining like the satisfaction I would feel like making my way through each of the Robot Masters and, yeah. uh, and beating the game. Um, I'm intimidated by... Because I think like after you beat all the Robot Masters, you go, you go, to, you go after Wily... And doesn't he have like a really big intricate level before you get to fight him? Yeah, Wily's castle oftentimes is is a bit large, uh, you know, multiple sections, and there's uh, like Mega Man Two, right? There's like the boss rush, so you have to like fight all the bosses. Yeah. Uh, but they're I mean they're not that hard. Okay. If you actually sat down and like committed to learning one of those games. You'd be pretty good at it pretty fast, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I. Uh, and people talk about boss order, and there is like optimal orders, but like there's not an order you have to follow. There are orders that make it easier. Sure. Like I showed you, Metal Man will get you through like most of that game. Yeah. yeah. You know, but uh, you could do it, and I would definitely start with classic instead of X. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think I'm gonna try it. Don't you think X is harder? I think X is harder. It's a mishmash. Yeah. I played the misadventure, Misadventures of Tron Bon. That's a fun game. Fun. Very different. Yeah. Yeah. But that it's got three game types in one, I think. Because first you got the... It's got the kind of the puzzle-like levels where you have to, like... Um, you have to get the storage containers or, some, or something in, like, a certain order. I don't remember how. But then there's levels where all you do is, like, go into town and... Um, wreak havoc for like a set period of time and stuff like that. I think that game is cool. So. I really think like the Legacy uh, or Legends rather I really think Legends like holds up very well. Yeah. Like aesthetically even. Yeah. The controls obviously are a bit dated but like if you put modern controls on that game 
and release it as is, I think it would do well. Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to, Tom? I've been playing a lot, like a bunch of different games, but not a lot of any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, more Luminous today. Um, started Dying Light for the first time. Which is funny, like you and I first played Dying Light pre-release right. at PAX South. Right. And I was impressed with it there. But I don't know why I just never picked it up. Yeah. I know you played a bit of it. Yeah. Did you beat it? Yeah, I did. I never played I never <clears throat> played any of the DLC though. The following, yeah. Um But it's one of those games that like it did well, it sold well, even at the start, because of when it came out, right? It's it's one of the first like big games to have a spring release. Right. Right? Because this is like a three year old game now. Yeah. Something like that. No, it's actually a four years old now. Okay, yeah. This is one of the first like major titles to have a spring release. Now we see it all the time. Yeah. But as of a few years ago, we really didn't. Right. And uh, it was smart. It was smart that it came out when it did. Because if that game had come out during the holidays, it wouldn't have sold. Yeah. Anyways, sold well, but it continues to sell because they continue to support it, uh, much like Rainbow Six. You know, uh, I know it's different studios, but like uh, I think they're very comparable in that way. Um, I like it a lot so far. I've only played twice, but like each time I play for much longer than I in- intended to, sure. you know, because there's always, there's, a, I like the, the feeling of game, games specifically like that, where it's like, let me just do one more thing yeah. or like, what's that over there on the map? Right. Um, and the, like the parkour element, I don't like as much as mirror's edge. Right. I don't know if that will improve as my, my skills right. and abilities improve. Uh, but from what I hear, playing that on a controller, like getting used to those movements is a bit difficult. Um, I don't know because I haven't played on a controller, but mouse and keyboard is pretty smooth. Right. It's pretty easy. Uh, I don't... I mean, it's just space bar yeah. for the most part. Uh, I think that was one of the first games that I played that, um, that with its default controller settings, it's, it's got you bumper jumping. See, I like Bumper Jumper. Um, and I've never done that yeah. before, and uh, so it was kind of hard to get used to. But, like, in the context of that game, specifically that game, I, uh, for, in, for me anyway, um, it just made the most, the most sense. Yeah. Because you're constantly, like, you're, you're, you're constantly, you know, looking in a different direction from where you're moving, and then, like, sometimes you, like, <laughs> you turn your head just so you can grab on a ledge at the last second, things like that. Um... And in that way, like the controls just make the most sense. I do hope that with the sequel uh, that we finally saw gameplay for, uh, I hope with the sequel that they make the beginning of the game a bit easier. I feel like Dying Light starts off hard. Yeah. And it's just because you're so underpowered, you know? Uh, and I feel like if you don't really commit to it, I could see a lot of people like giving up on that game. Yeah. You know, because of the difficulty when you first start. Yeah. Uh, but like it very quickly becomes pretty easy. Yeah, you know. Uh, there, there's a point. At, there's a point in the game where like you'll where you'll get in the game like when you level up enough, where like the the zombies become very much nothing more than just like just something that's between like point A and point B. Well, see, and I've not been killed by a zombie. It's the but, humans. like the human enemies. Yeah. Like there's, early in there's game a, there's are a very just early like uh, um, what's the word. Um, there's an enca- there's an encounter that you have to go through yeah. uh, early on that involves like fighting humans and I remember when I first got that game, dying over and over again to that yep. to that section 
And I, when you said you could imagine people bouncing off of that game, like that section is immediately like yeah. popped into my head. I don't know if we're thinking about the same section because I'm thinking about a side quest. It wasn't something I had to do. Yeah. Had to do, but like, it's the first time that I had fought anything in the game. Yeah. And I'm, it's like me against like six or seven guys. And I must have died like twenty times. Yeah, and I guess it kind of, the game kind of does tell you like, um, you know, you should probably be like this level to be doing this, but it also. Yeah. But it also doesn't give you, like, there are parts, there are aspects of the game where it doesn't give you a lot of feedback as to, like, because it lets you go pretty much anywhere, and it doesn't give you a lot of feedback as to, like, you know, should you not be doing this yet? Yeah. Like, should you maybe go level up a little bit first before uh, before trying this? It doesn't give you a lot of, it doesn't give you a lot of indicators as to uh, whether or not you should kind of back away from something, because sure. it's kind of hard to delineate, uh, like, Am I just bad, or is this only hard because I don't have enough skills? And th and that's what it is. It's hard because you're so under leveled, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, what's funny is like I really want to play the following more than I want to play the main game. But well, I feel like I should play the main game first. It's I, it's because it's it's funny because like a lot of um, it almost like and again I haven't played any of the following, but yeah, um, the way that that the way that the following is constantly marketed. Um, it kind of almost seems like, like a whole different kind of game. Yeah, I mean, it's still zombies, it's still open world and quest based and all that, but like, the parkour is not really a part of it, it's because like the, there's much more open areas, there's far fewer buildings. Yeah. Uh, heavy emphasis on driving. Yeah. But it looks super fun. Uh, that and the, uh, the mods for it are fantastic. What have you run into with that? Uh... Uh, it's weird because a lot of games have been doing this recently, and they've been doing this before RE2 got announced, but like recreations of Resident Evil and stuff like that. Yeah. Real good stuff. So you're like, so are we talking like, um, like recreations of just sections of Resident Evil, or? So, so far the RE2 one is only up to the police station. Okay. Uh, but they're trying to do the entire game. That's really cool. Yeah. That is really cool. Um, I do remember uh, the first time I played Resident Evil 2 when I was younger. And um, that first section, like right when, like right after that first cutscene, where it's like where you actually first get control of your character, and you're just surrounded by the zombies and the fire. Yeah, and the fire, and like there is, you can't just run past them. But like as a uh, as a kid, I was just like, how am I supposed to get? Because like playing Resident Evil, like up like in Resident Evil One, there was never a point at which that many zombies was on screen at once. So you're just like, I don't. What am I? What am I supposed to do? That was a problem I had with Resident Evil as a kid, was not realizing that you're not intended to kill everybody. Right. Yeah. Because up until that point, most games I played are just like, kill everything. Yeah. You know? Uh, which is weird because Mega Man's not that way. Yeah. Like, you can kill everything in Mega Man, but oftentimes it's advantageous to just keep going. Uh, but yeah. Well, I feel like that's kind of... Like, I feel like that's when it, when, like, the fucking puzzle piece, like, sli the block slips into place yeah. with Resident Evil, well, when you realize... Hey, you probably shouldn't kill everything. Well, I think that you know? in in some ways is it's it's kind of what makes Resident Evil interesting to me for two reasons. One, and in that because like in in uh, in each Resident Evil game, you don't start out unarmed. Uh, you have a gun, and then you know, like you said, at that point, like you give me you give me, you put a gun in my hand and you put zombies in front of me, I'm gonna shoot at them. Yeah. Right. And uh, and the and the game isn't gonna go out of its way to tell you like, hey, maybe you should save that ammo, mm -hmm. or maybe you should like run away from this. Um, and so like it it's funny because it wasn't until I got a little bit older that I kind of understood 
uh, that aspect of the game. But at the same time, you look at, uh, like, even the transition from uh, Resident Evil 2 to Resident Evil 3, um, it go like, Resident Evil 3 has a much larger emphasis on combat. Sure. Um, with that survival, what were you going to say, Sandy? Yeah, I was going to say with Resident Evil 3, that's where you really learn the hard way. Like, you, you can fight the nemesis yeah, and yeah. expend all your ammo that yeah. you screwed or just run. Yeah, well, that, I was going to say that um, it the game kind of, in a lot of, I feel like Resident Evil 3 in a lot of ways encourages you to engage the the regular like the zombies and stuff but like but it, it goes but it also uh, makes it a point to let you know that you can run away from the nemesis but like even just normal enemies like Resident Evil 2 with the Leon playthrough even yeah if you start that game and kill every enemy you're out of ammo very quickly right very quickly yeah you know um, but then like you look at the shift from 3 to 4 where four, where like at that point, Resident Evil became very much like it's still like it's still a, a horror game, sure. Uh, but at the same time, it's much Evil, more action. It's much more of action game, and then Resident Evil Five is just straight up action. Yeah. And then Resident Evil Six doubles down on that, um, and then and I think they, they kind of went with that because I didn't didn't you uh, didn't you play a little bit of the uh, that what was that Raccoon City something what was it called Operation Raccoon Operation Raccoon City, Raccoon City yeah. Uh, no. Or was that just you playing Resident Evil 6? I played Umbrella Chronicles. Um, Umbrella Chronicles, that's right. Yeah. Or uh, Umbrella Corporation. I don't remember what it's called. Some, something. The, the first person shooter one? It's third person. Yeah. Uh, heavy emphasis on like this glaive sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, like he's got, like you got this, um, you have this like arm guard and like, and like they tell you to like use that to hold the zombies at bay because like yeah. they'll bite into that and then you can use that to and like, it's fun. Them off. Yeah. Not um, very Resident Evil, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Really good mods in that, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, as far as, like, classic Resident Evil and, like, not using weapons, like, I've got a buddy, and I'm sure, like, plenty of people do it, that's just, like, uh, just knife runs of the entire game. Yeah. You know? Gosh. Yeah. Um... And like, and that, that reminded me of playing remake, and um, the I, I talked about how uh, when, when I was a kid, Resident Evil One was was really scary to me. Yeah. Especially that first that first scene where like that zombie like looks over his shoulder back at you, like it just classic. There was a there was a there was a point in time where I couldn't make it past that that part because <laughs> it it always just scared me so much, but. Um, you know, when I got older, like I that stuff didn't scare me so much. But then, uh, I play a remake, and then the addition of the of the uh, the crimson heads like made that game scary all over oh, yeah. again. Um, yeah, and you know, with Mikami, like remake always reminded me of The Hills Have Eyes, in that like it's the creator recreating his own thing right. with modern day technology. Right. Uh, and remake is weird because that's only a generation apart. Right. Yeah. You know, that's one generation apart from the original game, which a lot of people like don't don't remember, like don't recall. Yeah. You know, but like, yeah. uh, man, what a step up! Yeah. One generation, so, and think, that's the difference. That's fucking nuts. Like the stuff that you, the stuff that he, I and I, one of the things that I, I often thought about with remake is like, is that something that he wanted to do the first time around, or is that just stuff that like kind of came to him with the technology? I think advanced? like obviously the visuals. You know he couldn't have done. Sure. Uh, but as far as like the stuff 
you know, talking about like the, mechanically with it. The, the main things that Mikami wanted to add that he did add, which I don't know, don't really understand why they weren't in the original version, uh, was the stuff like the lore stuff. Yeah. All the stuff about the Spencer Mansion and yeah. all that, you know. Uh, that's what he wanted to add. Yeah. But, um, but like, um, as far as, you know, as far as like with like the Crimson Heads and like, burn it like making yeah. sure like, to burn the, the yeah the that I don't know stuff. I've not heard him talk about that um that or the, the shark yeah when he talks about remake he talks about adding all the lore yeah you know um and which which you know that makes me think that like as as you know when now now that he's when, with remake he's working with you know better hardware like maybe he was just like wow well now like I realizing the potential of this hardware like actually I yeah. could probably do this stuff with it and maybe stuff that just came to him like as like as development of that game progressed, um, but you know uh, with Resident Evil, I as far as as far as Resident Evil One specifically, you know um, when talking about like you know the definitive version of that game, like I'm not just basing it on um, like mechanically or like what I can do or like how that game looks. Like obviously those like obviously the game like looks great and uh, and plays better than the first one, but like. What makes it the definitive version to me is that, in a modern sense, that game is still terrifying. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that game is still scary. Um, whereas, like the the for, like the original release of that game is just, you know, it's 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 just not, you know, yeah. uh, and you know for different reasons, right? Like, um, but I think that you know that's kind of what makes it the definitive version of the game to me, um, and seeing as it's like. You know, I think that that first game kind of really, in my mind, embodies what the spirit of that franchise is. Um, it's the best one in the series. And, uh, you know, you know um, 4 is a great game, but 4 yeah. is not a great Resident Evil game. Yeah. You know, um, I think. Not to me. It's the best out of 4, 5, and 6. Absolutely. Though. But I feel, well, yeah. Well, I mean, 5 sold the best, yeah. but. I think five sold the best because it had a wider appeal, like as far as um I think until Monster Hunter World Five was Capcom's best selling game yeah. ever. Wow. Um People just like punching those boulders, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean Ryan Ryan admits he's bought it like many times. I own different platforms. I own you know? multiple copies of Resident Evil's four and five. I own two copies of Remake, uh, one of which is on the GameCube. Yeah. I still need to play Seven. I've owned Seven almost since the last time I touched it yet. Seven's fun. Seven was a lot more fun than I thought it would be. Yeah, it looks great. Um, I liked the beginning hour demo, but yeah, <laughs> uh, that was another. That's one of those games like where we played. The, it was. It kind of had uh, playing through the demo for Resident Evil Seven uh, very much induced the kind of um, tension and anxiety in me that PT did. I think it was intended to, yeah. and the the demo is very misleading. Like the game has much more action than that demo leads you to believe. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. because but... I, I I hear a lot of like a lot of the a lot of the stuff that I I hear about with Resident Evil Seven, a lot of it has to do with the combat aspect of that game, mm -hmm. um, which you know is fine. Um, but I think what excited me the most about Resident Evil Seven is it um, it seemed more like a um, like taking a step back and saying well. You know this this franchise started off as a horror franchise. Yeah, it, it definitely 
pulls itself way back on the action. Yeah. And, and goes back to the classic horror feel. Yeah. Like I was. Well, have you played the the Redfield DLC? No. When I when I because that's like it, all action. When I played it, I uh, I redboxed it. Yeah. For like two days. Yeah. Um, and just played as much as I could. Yeah, that Redfield DLC is just like it's a first person shooter. It looks really fun. Uh, I don't mind action in Resident Evil. Yeah, but it's I like, just don't it's want like, it to just be action. But that makes me think know? that that Capcom, despite itself, it's like it's like we're going back. It's like, but we still have to do this. It's yeah. like, come on, man. I mean, there's weapons and guns in the original in the main game. Yeah, but but for a survival for it for them to go from survival horror to action. Sure. And then back to horror. And I mean, you know what? I say this having not played it, just watching gameplay of it. So, I could be way off. Uh, I was thinking. I was just thinking just then about uh, Silent Hill, uh. like the the first game specifically. And um, God, that game scared the crap out of my. Like I, I wonder if because I haven't played that game since, since it was new. And I wonder if I would be able to, because I always had a hard time, like I could never play that game by myself at night. I could never do it. I wonder if that would still be a problem for me. Like I always thought Silent Hill 2 was the better game and a more scary game. Yeah. Uh, Silent Hill 1 never really scared me, but I really I really like it though. Yeah. Um, and Shattered, Shattered Memories, I think, is an extremely good remake of yeah. that game. But. Um, I think the last time I played a Resident Evil game was, um, I played Downpour and then promptly Silent lost Hill it. Silent game. Yeah. Um, I promptly lost that disc. I, like, have no idea what happened to it. The last Silent Hill game I played was Book of Memories, which is a Diablo clone. Yeah, I remember you talking <laughs> it's about real that. real bad. This is, what was that one for? Vita. Oh. Um, it's just weird because it kind of just makes it Silent Hill in name only. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I uh, it's 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 funny because uh, I wonder if because like it's I think that we had always I don't know what what is Konami doing. Uh, That's the question. Like what like what is because I because I felt like so. They're sure. doing health spas. They're doing pachinko machines. Yeah. That's what they're doing. I you know like. I, I do talk about Konami and going back to those games, going back to that company. Uh, and I do feel like they've made some better moves in recent years uh, for gamers, right? Specifically, because Konami is not just a game company. You know, people, people seem to forget that. Uh, almost like when Sony published games, Sony did a lot of other things too, you know? Sony still publishes games, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Back in the day when you'd see like, a Sony published SNES game or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but Konami in recent years, I do think, has done things a bit more uh, for gamers. You know, they are they released Bomberman and uh, continue to support it, and eventually released it on all platforms. They did the Castlevania anime. They continue to put out updates for Metal Gear. Yeah. You know, they did Metal Gear Survive. Take you know, make that what you will. Sure. But they do seem more interested in the space than they have seen in the past. Yeah. You know? Uh, so I, I might might dip my toes into some of their stuff. But we'll see. I just, I know that if 
excuse me, I know that if by some miracle uh, another Silent Hill game emerges from them, I'm definitely going to want to check that out. Um, I, I have no delusions of that happening anytime in the near future, but I think that if, you know, if, if I were to be online and saw news of a Silent Hill announcement, I would definitely be excited I just about wish it. they would go back and patch Silent Hill HD. Yeah. You know, like that collection. Yeah. Looks fantastic. Apparently it plays like garbage. Yeah, I saw that they were making that backwards compatible on the Xbox. Yeah. And that was the comments people were just like, oh great, you're, it's a broken game. Yeah, it looks great. What was that, because uh, they, um, they put, just put out that, that Zone of the Enders product like not too that's recently. another good example yeah um, one of the enders which you know i uh you know i'd love to see another entry in that franchise too and it wasn't just up you know like they put some effort into it and yeah. added vr to it and like you know they, they do seem to be making more of an effort than they had been. yeah um yeah I, I i don't know but uh i just want a new castlevania uh, just play Bloodstained, man. Just play Bloodstained. I know. I know. But. Like, what do you want? Like, what, like, what would you, what do you want out of a new Castlevania, though? Go for it, James. Ah. Uh, no, um, as much as I liked the, oh god, what was that last one called? Castlevania. Lords of Shadows? Yes. Uh, as much as I liked Lords of Shadow 1, I didn't like how they made it go God of war -y. Um, I mean, it was a God of War clone. Yeah. yeah. Um, if they were to make, I don't know. I, I really like the the Metroidvania style ones. Um, I'd like a new one. That's what Bloodstained is. Yeah, but it's not. It's it's. And it's made by Igarashi, the person who made the Metroidvania Castlevania. I, I know. Do you want it? Just but, you want it, You want you want Bloodstained, but with Castlevania's name on it. Yeah, I, I'd like a new because like then what is that like like what like then why not just play Bloodstained? Yeah, but I I really like the story of Castlevania, like the Belmont clan fighting Dracula. Sure. So sure. Well, I've well I've got an anime to sell you. <laughs> oh, I'm already watching the anime. I'm anxiously awaiting season two. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I mean, I I do like that stuff too, uh, but like Curse of the Moon. Is obviously more inspired by uh, Dracula's Dracula. Curse. Yeah. Curse of the Moon is Dracula's Curse. Yeah. Uh, Ritual of the Night is Symphony of the Night. Oh, uh, I, I still plan on playing them, and I know I'm going to enjoy them. But... I think you'll be like, you'll play Curse of the Moon, you'll be like, okay, this is just fine, you know. I, uh, you will not, I, I, don't, I don't think after playing that game that you will miss Castlevania, you know. Fair point. And I fucking love the Igarashi Castlevanias. I like the classic ones too, you know? But these are just as good, if not better. Like, Curse of the Moon is Dracula's Curse, but improved, you know? I don't know anything about Castlevania, so... Um... Well, Dracula's Curse was the third one. Okay. And you can play as different characters, right? Basically, the anime is Castlevania 3. Yeah. Okay. Uh, different characters were better for different spots. Okay. Like, could you switch, like, on the fly? No. You? Okay. Not really. Yeah, it's like you could choose, it was like, kind of like three paths. Mm -hmm. And one way would get you either the girl or Alucard or 
a character they haven't brought into the anime yet, and each one had different abilities they could do that would be beneficial for certain parts. So Curse of the Moon has four playable characters, and you switch instantly with a push of a button, mm. uh, and you can combine that in interesting ways. Because there are characters that can jump higher, but also characters that can hit farther or get in between, like smaller, like narrow, narrow spaces, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so you could like jump with one character that has the height advantage, while in the air switch to another character who has a distance advantage, oh. and combine it in very interesting ways like that. So it's like you jump as Luigi and then you float as Peach. Exactly. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And there is a character in there that is straight up Alucard, like as far as gameplay. I saw that in yeah. there. Uh, that's that's the first thing I thought when I saw the person yeah. in action. Um. Yeah, that uh, everything that I've seen about Bloodstain looks cool. Uh, oh, you bought Curse of the Moon, didn't you? Yeah. You know, I'll, it's a funny thing about Curse of the Moon is I don't think I would have bought it if I didn't have Steam dollars. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would have spent like. I don't think I would have gone out and spent money on it because I just, uh, you know, Castlevania I have a reverence for, but I don't have a lot of um, experience. Well, well, that too, but like I don't, I wouldn't, I don't think that there has ever been a time where I have gone out of my way to get ca to get Castlevania. You don't have the drive to, to play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, it, I just, it just never had that appeal to me. But I was like, but every, the way people talk about Castlevania, it's one of those things where. Like, you hear people talk, like, kind of like with Mega Man, right? You hear people talk about a franchise in a certain way over a long period of time, and I start to feel, I start to think to myself, like, am I missing out? Yeah, right. Uh, and so then I was like, well, let me, let me take, let me take a look at this and see, like, you know, what's going on. Because I, because I haven't played, um, there have been three occasions where I played Castlevania, a Castlevania game for any significant amount of time. The original Castlevania, um... One of the Castlevanias that came out on on the DS, um, I can't remember which one it was, um, and then I played I played Symphony of the Night for a little bit. So mostly with the Igarashi ones. Yeah, um, and I but I I have a, I don't know enough about any of those three games uh, to say to have an to really feel like I have an opinion on it because I again. I'm years removed from my last Castlevania experience, uh, and I haven't really sought to go back at any point. You say that, but you're not, though. Like, you are technically, right? You haven't played a Castlevania game in a long time. But a lot of people, when asked uh, what they would want a modern Castlevania to be, I've seen a shit ton of people say Bloodstained. And having not played Bloodstained, but having watched a lot of it and knowing a lot about the game, it seems to be very similar to the old Metroidvania style of Castlevania. Yeah. You know? Um... I think you could appreciate it from from that aspect, you know. My thing about Metrovania is though is that in every case, yeah, um, there is a point that I just I get bored and stop. You know yes, what? you say that, but you have beat Metroidvania games, just not in the two D sense, you know. I did beat Metroid Prime one time. You also beat Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum yeah, is a Metroid. Metroid. Yeah. But, there, Actually, but there's the thing about Arkham Asylum is that... It's Batman. Well, there's that. But also, <laughs> like, um, with other Metroidvanias, like, there... A lot of the... I feel like Arkham Asylum does, in my experience with Metroidvanias, 
has done like does makes it more of a point to kind of tell me where I should be going next and I didn't really go out of I didn't really venture off the beaten path too much with that I kind of always had an idea of where I was supposed to be going next because because Batman would actually could just say it out loud like I should go back here yeah uh, so I just knew and I think that's the case with most Metroidvanias unless you go like old right like yeah. Metroid or Metroid 2 like with like those don't help you out yeah, much those are... but like like, Most everything past like, that helps like, you out. I was thinking of, I always thought about, because that Axiom Verge game always looked cool to me. Mm -hmm. It's it's very fun. It's, God, I think it's, it's aggravating. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. But, like, you think about Guacamelee or Super Metroid or uh, Symphony of the Night or Guacamelee, like, you know, like, these games are telling you where to go. The Mummy Demastered, like, it's telling you where to go. You just you, you just gotta get good at using that map and you know yeah. uh, look for the, also look for the great parts. Also, like you have to discover the map for it to fill in. Typically, yeah. whereas Batman, that's not really a problem. You yeah. Know? Well, actually, um, looking at a map and seeing like because you'll see you look at the map and you'll see like a little place where like uh, th it has a way of indicating that there's a door here. Mm -hmm. And then like and then if I don't see anything past that, then I know that I haven't been there yet. So that's my indication, like, that's where sure, I should go. Sure, sure. Um, one of the things that always threw me off about Castlevania is I, uh, when making my way through kind of exploration-based games like, like that, I, I chart my progress or where I've been by, like, because I'm, I'm stupid about looking at maps. So, like, I try my progress, like, did I kill anything in here? Yes. Then I've been here, but like they always respawn when I leave the room, so I'm just like. Yeah, that's true, and and Batman, like the outside areas of Arkham do, but like, the inside areas enemies don't respawn, right? Yeah. No. I don't think they do. No, they don't. That's a good point. I never really thought about that. And but like, for, much like Arkham Asylum, where you have to revisit the same areas over and over again, in most two D two D Metroidvanias, you're revisiting the same areas over and over again, uh, which. I think helps you to just learn that map after a while, you know. Hmm. Maybe Castlevania and Rockamele and those other Metroidvanias, to James's point, didn't have enough Batman in them. Sure. Um, so that's probably what what did it. It is actually funny because it's a it's to me like when I think about it, it's kind of amazing to me that like I got through. Uh, Arkham Asylum. If I if I couldn't if I couldn't see my way through any of these other ones. Well, I think that's it. I think your I think your brain is just more wired for three D spaces than yeah. it's for two D spaces because even not all the Souls games, but a lot of the Souls games are that way. Yeah. You know. Um, yes. I mean, to my knowledge, it's not go here and gain this ability and take it back and, here. And now, now it's also but funny because you like, do revisit. Parts I would of talk the same. about. I just I just got done saying that. In Castlevania, when I leave the room, the enemies the enemies come back. And they do in Souls. Well, and like like specifically when I rest at a bonfire, right? But right. like I'm resting at a bonfire like all Frequently. the all the time, and I still find I don't know, maybe I don't know. Are Souls games Metroidvanias? I've heard people refer to them as such, but I don't have enough experience with them to say myself. Like okay, so I know that the, in a yeah in a sense like Metroidvania like obviously it's obvious like what that's pulling from right, but like. What are the qualities of those two franchises that, you know, make them such? It's finding areas that you cannot access, going further, finding abilities that let you go back and access those areas. Okay. 
Dark Souls, Dark Souls is not a Metroidvania then. Yeah. Because you just run through that game. With, but like Arkham totally is, yeah. you know, Asylum anyway. Yeah. Um, and so, and that makes me wonder, like, like City and Origins and Night, like those are all open world games, so... And te technically Arkham Asylum is an open world game as well, but, like, I haven't played Arkham Knight. Mm. Arkham City, you start out with most everything. There are things you gain along the way. There are abilities that you gain as you level up Batman, yeah. right? But, like, you start off with most of the gadgets in that game, and you're not finding them elsewhere or obtaining them once you hit a certain point, you know? I was thinking about uh, finishing Arkham Knight recently, and then I found out that, like, to get the true ending, I gotta get all the Riddler trophies. Mm -hmm. And um, I've never been a fan of the Riddler trophies, so... Not only that, once you get towards the end of that game, Riddler is like taunting you about how you want to get 100%. Really? And to me, that's immersion breaking. Yeah. But also, uh, I guess the Riddler has never heard of YouTube because I'm probably just going to beat that game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did want to make it a point, though, uh, to talk about what I've been playing this week. Um, Specifically, because, um, uh, so mentioned during the news, uh, that the No Man's Sky next update dropped. And, um, I made it no secret that I've loved No Man's Sky since the day that game came out. Um, you know, I, and, you know, I also, you know, we've, we've gone over, you know, what the, what the, what the reception of that game was. Uh, immediately following launch and everything, and um, Tommy said something uh, earlier today that uh, really struck a chord with me, and it was that it's becoming harder to compare Sean Murray to Peter Molyneux now. I don't think it's hard to. I yeah. think it's harder to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's like I think about like I like when you said that. I thought about all three Halo, uh, mainline Halo games, the Halo, uh, Fable games, mm -hmm. and I thought about... I, not even just Fable, Black and White black, and... Well, I don't have any experience with Black and White, yeah. and, and I feel like Black and White was more, like, I knew what Black and White was, but it was also very much before the time when I was paying attention to video games in the way that I pay attention to them now. Um, it's so funny to me, because, and we've talked about this too, is that, like, the way that Peter Molyneux, uh, and... Or Molyneux. Molyneux, as, as, as is the proper pronunciation <laughs> of his name. He made promises for all three of those games. I remember promises for two and three. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is that, like, I remember the... I don't remember the, the, spe the specific promises he made for Fable 1. I don't. Uh, that was so long ago. But I remember that he made promises for that game. I think it's supposed to be completely open world, if I remember right. Um, yeah, it wasn't. And even with two and three, and and like when the, those promises didn't materialize. And I mean, I never heard him make promises for two and three that didn't come to fruition. Yeah. He may have. He probably did. Yeah. It is more likely that he did than he did not. Right. Uh, I just felt like he hyped those games up more than he should have. Aspects of those games, right. the dog in Fable Two. 
he made it sound like it was just going to be this fucking relationship that you've never seen in a video game. Which really it came down to, oh, the dog can find some shit for you occasionally. Yeah. Uh, I, the holding hands in Fable 3. And I, and I think, and, you know. and I want to, like, and I guess, like... The multiplayer for two. Yeah. You know, um, I guess the cynicism in me hasn't gotten to the point where I can't... And I fucking love Fable. Yeah. Well, I, I love Fable. I guess, like, but... the cynicism in me hasn't gotten to the point where I can't just, like... Where I can't just be like, you know what? I'm calling bullshit on what you just said. Like, you intentionally... Like, you intentionally embellish that just to get me to buy your game. Like, I'm not to that point, right? Where, like, I can very much see, like, he, like, he had that in the, he had that in his game, and he, and it, the possibility certainly exists that he saw that, and that's what it was to him. Exactly. You sure. Uh, but he has been known to promise things that have not happened. Yeah. Uh, Sean Murray did, in fact, promise yeah. things that did not happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, I th we've talked about this a thousand times. I think I think Sony is largely to blame. Yeah. I think Sean Murray is also to blame. Yeah. Uh, but what Sean Murray and not just Sean, what Hello Games is doing, yeah. that Peter Molyneux and Lionhead did not do is, ever. Is a series of make goods. Is a series of updates yeah. to eventually, over the course of two years now, yeah. deliver what they initially promised right. for free. Right. Is that good enough? No, I don't think it's good enough. But it's something. It's more than doing nothing. Yeah. You know. Um, and I don't think I don't think it's necessarily to make up for it. I think the reasoning behind it uh, is so that when they put out their next game, yeah, they're not looked at like, oh, those are the guys that fucked us over. Yeah. Those are the guys that fucked up. Yeah. You know, I, I think that they're doing it to cover their asses for their next release. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter why they're doing it. At least they're doing right. it. You know. Well, I and it's funny because uh, I feel like I think that a lot of the time when we get into conversations about video games, especially uh, video games developed on on a scale as small as uh, uh, No Man's Sky, is that we very much it's easy for us to get. Yeah, No Man's Sky was made by about a dozen people. Yeah. Um, and so it's easy for us to like get like when you have a when you have a small team like that developing a game that's really easy to get sucked into the whole games as art argument which I don't really have an interest in um, <laughs> and then like and then you have to and then it's and then along with that comes with the assumption that uh, anything any kind of anything that they do to improve the game has to come from a place of altruism which I don't think that it does right but then like there's this there's there's an assumption there where it's like um, you know, they're, you know, they're doing it, like, they're, they're, they're improving the game because they care about us fans, they care about us players, which, it, I, could, could certainly be true, right? But it's also, like, to your point, it's just good business sense, like, especially if you're think if you're, if you're forward thinking, thinking about, like, well, we want to make another game, and we want people to buy this next game that we, that we, that we make. Right. Um, like, I don't think that good business sense and altruism have to be mutually exclusive, but, like... I think that, like, they're, it seems like, especially in the case of No Man's Sky, it's like a very binary logic with it. It's either this or it's that. It's either, like, they're either trying to make money or they care about the players. Mm -hmm. and, it, and, like, and the conversation that I always hear surrounding that game is that it is never both. And honestly, my whole thing is, like, look, I don't give, I don't care if Sean Murray cares about, or Hello Games cares about the players. I don't. Um, 
because my my relationship with that developer and any developer for that matter is transactional. Agreed, but in the future, I would not buy one of their games if they weren't doing this make good. Well, like, uh, but again, like, you know, that, but, uh, but again, that that ha that can certainly come from like that can certainly be come from a place of good business sense. It doesn't necessarily have to be altruism. It doesn't have to necessarily be like sure. we care about how you feel about the game, which. Based on listening to Sean Murray and the way he speaks, he seems like a very genuine person. Um, he seems like there's a point at which he was like in way over his head and he made a lot of mistakes that he shouldn't have made and he said a lot of shit that he shouldn't have said. Yeah, he did. Um, on television. Yeah. On uh, network television. Oh, and I guess what I don't you get know? is that like... That's there were, way bigger like, than he, an E3 he stage. Was, he was like, he was asked like very pointed questions like specific like and i think the, one of the things that people latched on to the titus was the aspect of multiplayer right sure um which it was the aspect of multiplayer and the variety of planets right and like um and when he when he was at he was asked a very specific question about multiplayer uh and he and he answered as like and the and the his wording was misleading like he was like you know there's it a wasn't misleading it was a lie yeah it was like there's a very small chance that you run into somebody, uh, it's one in a billion chance, which I guess, like, you could use, like, I guess in the way, like, the plausible deniability, right? Like, you could say, <laughs> sure. like, we have 18 quintillion planets, sure, like, there's you no... You just haven't done it, yeah. Right, and there's, like... But of if, course people are going to try to do it, and they did. Yeah, and they, they did within a month. Yeah. Uh, which, wow, you know, but, like, I guess, like, but, uh, and then... It, have you beaten No Man's Sky? Uh, what is beating No Man's Sky, you know? No, I haven't been to the center of the galaxy, no. Oh, do you know how it ends? Uh, what I understand <laughs> is, like, the game just starts over. Uh, but I don't know, like, I don't know if they've... I don't want to ruin it for you, but, like, but I think I, it will ruin itself for you. <laughs> um, but, like, it was, it was always very much, like, because, you know, with... Especially when it comes to him and, and that development specifically, uh, going through and being like, well, you know, you lied about this. They lied about this, and they yeah. lied about this, and um, you know, and I and I think that on one hand, I think that it, half of it is, I want you to own up to the lie that you told. Sure. And I think that, I also think that the other half is, I think, based on my experience with the video game community, which, you know, has been uh, <laughs> rocky to say the least. Um, I think that a lot of it has been, there, there's a sizable portion of it of, well, I would, there's a large, sizable portion of it, like, where they, the outrage that, that people like to, uh, take part in. And on, like, there, like, if you feel, like, at the, at, back in 2016 when that game came out, if you felt like, well, you lied and sold me a, a different game than what you talked about, mm -hmm. I get that. Totally. And a lot of people felt that. Um, I get that. Um, do I understand holding on to it two years later? No, I don't. Um, I guess I just it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, I don't necessarily think that people are like holding this huge grudge against Hello Games two years later. I think that when an update comes out and Hello Games is advertising it as much as they can and you're seeing yeah. it on IGN, you're seeing it on yeah. Rooster Teeth, and Microsoft is advertising it now, 
that people are gonna be, are gonna be wary about it. You know, like why why would they buy into that? Why would they buy into it a second time? You know. Well, I also think, Sandy, it sounded like you were say something. Yeah, that's. I mean, I haven't played No Man's Sky. Yeah. I haven't really followed it much, other than hearing the outrage. But this kind of reminds me of like when Mass Effect Three came out, and the severe backlash yeah. they had towards that. As far but the as the difference is, Mass Bioware didn't lie about yeah. Mass Effect yeah. Three. Yeah. People just didn't like the way it ended. Yeah. yeah. You know. But Which he... is that? That's like a whole other like <laughs> can of worms. It's like. I feel like I feel like what happened with Mass Effect Three sets kind of a really dangerous precedent. Yeah, but um, you know, like, cause like they didn't they didn't lie about they didn't lie about the end of that game because like they they didn't want you to and know what it was. And then go back and change it, right? Yeah. At least like Naughty Dog, a lot of people hated the way The Last of Us ended, but they were like, "This is the story we want to tell. Yeah. yeah. This is what you're getting. Um, you know. Yeah, but uh, it's and like that's what got me with Mass Effect is that. You go through it, they, they, how they they pushed how all your actions throughout the whole trilogy will right. affect, and then when you get to the end, then you find out that like, like no, like, like those like, actions don't mean dick. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, everything you did like doesn't really amount well, to anything. But it well, was just the maybe it's more similar to No Man's Sky than I thought then, <laughs> because it once because I was going through it and when I was. Scenario was just, I was like, uh, I was like, I don't really like the way this is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's when like the giant uproar was coming because I got that game like day one. Yeah. And I just I stopped. And, well, I mean, and so I I waited for a while for them to like do all the the, the patches because yeah, is I didn't agree with that either with them bowing to the demands yeah, yeah. of the fans. I, I was like, no. I was like, this is your story. And it's actually really surprising to me that it hasn't happened again since. But it's happened with so many games since. Yeah. You know? Like, we saw it with Final Fantasy XV. You saw it recently with the Steam release of Chrono Trigger. Like... They changed the ending of that game? They what? changed the ending of the game, no. But no, the game it's... that it is now is vastly different from the game that it was at launch. Hmm. You know? But that's the thing. They didn't change... They didn't change the story. Right. They changed the the game itself. That's the, they well, it sounded the, like more like a quality assurance issue. Yeah. So, but like uh, for for that, I can see. But for but in, but in the context of No Man's Sky, though, Chrono Trigger Steam release, Final Fantasy Fifteen all releases, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, like the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. And I think like. It's just this bad habit that now that you can patch a game over the internet, you don't have to release a finished product. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, and with No Man's Sky, a lot of people were, were like, no, you should have released a finished product. Yeah. And they bounced. Yeah. And, and, and Steam gave them their money back. Yeah. You know? PlayStation didn't. I don't think PlayStation did, did it today. Yes, yes, actually they did. Okay. Uh, that was, that's, because it made news, it's like, this is the one time. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Good on them for doing that yeah. because I do think a lot of the fault was on Sony. Yeah. I think there a was, lot of the fault was on Sony. There but. was another Steam game. It was that that zombie game where they did that too. It was a game that... You're going to have to be a little more specific than yeah, zombie. There's no, a I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I cannot remember the name. Uh, <coughs> it was Daisy? Or Maybe. Because I remember it, they Wait, advertised that. No, I don't think it was. I don't think it was that one. It is something like that. I can't remember what the name. Because that's was. that. That's that Arma mod that people like. That. Uh... Yeah, it was. It was something along those lines. And even Diablo three was that way. Like a lot of people were 
did not like Diablo 3. I liked it. vanilla Diablo 3 better than I like it now, but that was not the case with most people, yeah. you know. Uh, I don't remember what my opinion was. You know, like, time. No Man's Sky is fine. I, I do think a lot of it's Sony's fault, and I think very few people recognize that fact. It's just, it's just, it's, what, but, uh, what, what is, what is funny, like, not funny, but, like, what is interesting to me is that, like, Okay, so you talked you talked about uh, Mass Effect Three, right? What the change that they made changed a very like on a scale of mass uh, on the scale of the game, it changed a very specific small part of that game. Yeah, it right? changed the ending. Uh, with now, you, but with 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 this, this is a markedly this is different. Like the game works different on a lot of different levels, which is insane to me. Sure. Um, you know, we're we're talking like the, it's night and day, like yeah. literally. Um, you know, like but he's still bad with his wording, even about the next update. Yeah, like they literally said limitless base building. There is a limit. Yeah, it's fucking huge, but yeah. there is a limit. You know, like watch what you say. And that, After uh, this well, much, you, well, that, you know, like, it's funny. Be, th that's <laughs> that is what that is. Bless you. That is where the irony is. Yeah. After like, this much time, like, have you not? And your again, lesson? I will reiterate. Like, I love that game. I love the work that they put into it. But like, first update for next. Yeah. Killing save files. And you know. There was okay. So like, the War Z. That was it. Okay. Never um, played it. Never heard of it. Yeah. It was. I had some friends that were really looking forward to it, and they're like, "Yeah, this game is yeah. not at all like they were advertised." Yeah. But like the thing, okay, so the that's where the irony is for me, where like after like after like all the all everything went down with the with the initial release of No Man's Sky, and then he just goes, they just go dark, uh, for an extended while, and like they and Months. They, and the thing was like they didn't even say like, "Hey, we've heard like we've heard how upset you are." Uh, we're not gonna say anything for now. We're just gonna go back to working on the game. They just bounced, right? And like, let me let me be clear. I think a lot of the stuff that they were saying to Sean Murray, a lot of things that people were saying to Sean Murray and to Hello Games, uh, really got out. I think that, like a lot of the things that people were saying to Sean Murray and to Hello Games also were really messed up, like threats of violence and shit like that. Sure. No, I don't care how bad the game is. Don't threaten someone's life. Sure. Ever. But um, that's be, that's be, and that's what's scary too is that's becoming such a common threat amongst, yeah, amongst yeah. fan bases towards stuff. Um, which is like, take a take a fucking step back and like look at like where the rest of your life is at. If like if a video game like the quality of a video game is driving you to threaten someone's life, and whether you're serious about it or not, I don't give a shit. Like don't say things. But like you that. know what though? It's 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 not just that. The fact is, like, looking at your quality of life, too, is the fact that now people feel that they are entitled to, like, a series or a game or whatever, and if they feel it's, it's like, well, you didn't give me the game that I feel that I deserved. I don't think it's that. I think it's you didn't give me the game that you that told you sold me, me you were going to give me and charged me $60 for. Yeah, you know? like, if, you know, I, uh... I, if I go to McDonald's, Ryan... Like okay. we do sometimes. Yeah. And I want a bacon McDouble, yeah. right? And I get it. Oh, and it's the McVeggie. Mm -hmm. I paid for a bacon McDouble. I'd be upset. Yeah. I'd be upset. Um, I didn't pay for No Man's Sky. <laughs> no, well, no, <laughs> but, like, uh, but uh, okay, so. Yeah, but, and it, but then on that same note, too, then you get the people that go to 
from all my years of fast food experience, you yeah. you mess up something, and then they'll not only will they start yelling at you about it, but it's like I had a guy one time. All I did is just tell him to pull up because his grilled chicken was going to take a little bit longer to cook. Sure. Comes in the store screaming. He's like, I've come here in the past four times, and every time I come, yeah, it's just, you make me do this and do this and do that. To be fair, that happens to me most of the and time the I go to McDonald's. Yeah, and, okay. and the manager is like, okay, well then, if it keeps, if you keep having this issue, then go to another McDonald's. And this, yeah. and this, in this analogy, James, you have done a better job of communicating than Hello Games did. Uh, when early on, early on, right? They like, did a good job like, later on. But like, but that's what I'm. But again, like what I'm saying is that like they didn't say, "Hey, we hear you. We know you're upset. We're gonna go to work on the game. We're not gonna talk again until we're ready to say something else." They just kind of just went dark, right? Yeah. And, the, and but and like and I understand why they did it. That doesn't make it. That doesn't make. It, I don't. Why make, do you think they did it? I think that I. What I think the reason I think that they did it was. Uh, Talking is what got them in trouble in the first place. Um, well, not, no, talking isn't what got them in trouble. Uh, it is. Yeah. It is. And so I think that, like, the whole, like, saying too much uh, is what got them in trouble. Um, and I think that, like, the, and the whole, and my, my whole thinking on this was the whole reason they, uh, they went silent for so long is, like, well, looks like they learned that lesson, and, they're pro and that seems like a mistake that they will probably not repeat, right? And so that's why it's that was that's what what you point out with the limitless uh, base building. That is why that is so ironic to me. Yeah. Because when you said that, dude, you're making the game. You know that it's not limitless. Right. You so, know there's a limit to it. So why would you come out here and say that? Because you're not gonna like you're not gonna get the benefit of the doubt. You didn't the get limit's it the first huge, time. mind you. Most players will not reach the limit of that base building. But most but. players will not get to. But there is someone who will. <laughs> yeah. And the moment that they do, <coughs> that YouTube video is going up yeah. and saying, look, I know, I can, I feel like I'm confident in saying this because people were dissecting whether or not the clouds were better in the new game. Yeah. In the new version of the game. Like they were, it was to that point where they were dissecting even that. Well, so people, people are, realize, like, Hello Games needs to realize too, it's not like small YouTubers, yeah. right? Like, Rooster Teeth has put out multiple videos on that game this week. That's yeah. a huge fucking channel. And right? so, like, and like, if if you if the you, first one is them saying, "No Man's Sky finally had a early access." Yeah, you know, this huge fucking outlet yeah. is using that kind of language to yeah. describe your update. You know, that would sing uh, a bit. Yeah, and but like, and that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying though is that you know that at this point, everything that you say is going to be under a microscope, right? If you know how, and you know how granular <clears throat> people on the internet can be with their analysis of everything, right? So why would you come out and say, why would you come out again after, <laughs> after getting in so much trouble for misleading and lying and say that stuff yeah. again? And you know, all things considered, I do think that the next update, and not even just the next update, Atlas Rising and everything that they yeah. had done before, uh, all this make good is, is a good sign. Sure. And I do think everybody deserves a second chance. Yeah. Um, Don't squander it, though. Well, it doesn't seem like they have. People yeah. really seem to be enjoying this update. Like, the, the, up, like the, the, the things that they've added to the game are not insignificant. Yeah, people seem to be really um, enjoying it. And obviously, they've put a lot of time and money into it. Yeah. Of course, they've had enough money to put into it yeah. from, from the first, you know, from the launch of the game. Right. People forget, as much shit as we, as we talked about No Man's Sky at launch, 
it sold extremely well at launch. Yeah. You know, even after the refunds. Yeah. It sold very well at launch. Do you think Sony uh, needs a, uh, a game preview program akin to Xboxes? No. No, not at all. Isn't it weird that they don't have one and yet they still sell early access games on there? Yeah, I think it's fine though. Like, what a lot of people don't realize about Microsoft with especially with Xbox this generation, mm -hmm. is all of these consumer-friendly things that people praise them for, very few people use, right. and PlayStation doesn't do it because they don't have to. Right. You know, it, had, if the roles were different, mm -hmm. there would be no Game Pass, there would be no backwards compatibility. Yeah. They're doing it because they need to. Yeah. And yes, I know that this is one of the most profitable, profitable months for that division, right? They made a lot of money this month. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, they're still behind. Yeah, you know, they're still behind. They will continue to be so, right? And and for the rest of this generation, yeah, sure. Um, they've learned their lesson, and I, I, and they're being risky with what we know about Scarlet so far. They're being very risky. Yeah, uh, but they're also making some smart choices. Yeah. Buying up those studios is very smart. Yeah. You need games. They yeah. finally realized that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I. Uh, I. I. Well, I often, you know, when when I see people saying things like, you know, uh, No Man's Sky is finally out of early access. I have. I wonder, like, what this game would have been like if it launched on PC first, in early access. In early access, yeah. it's it's weird, right? Because early access goes one of two ways. Uh, assuming the game is good, yeah. Assuming it's a game of No Man's Sky quality or yeah. or higher, uh, you see one of two things. Very often, you see early access success stories, yeah. right? Fortnite is still in early access, right? Look at that game, yeah, right. But more often than not, uh, you see the We Happy Few scenario, right? Where by the time the game is out of early access, nobody's fucking interested in it anymore, right? You know, we've been talking about that forever, yeah. Um, and that is much more common for early access games. Yeah. Wasn't Rocket League, when that came out for free, was that early access? No. Oh, really? That was the full launch. That was a day one uh, launch. It was yeah. it launched with PS Plus. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, because, like, you know, when you see that, when you see that early access banner on, on that Steam page, and you're like, you, like, the game can change at a moment's notice. Yeah. You know, and um, uh, let's let's get this one thing clear. And I, I, we've talked about this before. It's been a long time. Yeah. Early access more often than not hurts games. Yeah. You know. It's, and like, because you have games that stay in early access forever, and some games just get abandoned in early access. I mean, a lot of these games would not happen without early access. Yeah. Road Redemption. Yeah. Would not have happened without early access. Right. You know, because they need that money to yeah. finish their game. Like not every but, game can uh, go into early access as a as a battleground, right? Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. I just. But then again, like I I guess I wonder like. If that game did, if that game did launch in early access, on Steam, right? Like. Would it have been one of those things that people discovered by accident and then blew up? Because they probably I don't like I don't I don't I can't for I can't conceive of them, you know, being on a stage somewhere talking about it. I'll say this, this is a bold claim. Okay. I think that if No Man's Sky, what we had day one of No Man's Sky, two, three years ago, whatever it was, if that was the early access build, yeah. 
and it eventually got to the point of where the game is now. Yeah. I think that that game would have done probably better than Elite Dangerous. Yeah. But... You know that's not the money that they were interested in making, and they and they made more than Elite Dangerous. Yeah, you know, uh, much faster than Elite Dangerous. Right. You know, uh, I think people, you know, people's opinions of them would be better. Sure. And that might prove to be more monetarily valuable in the long run. Yeah. But who's to say? Yeah. You know. I mean, I, we know about Hello Games. We know about this whole debacle. We've known about it for years, but. Most of the people that bought No Man's Sky probably have no idea any of that went on. Yeah. You know? Most of the people that bought I, No Man's Sky went to Walmart or GameStop yeah, and saw I it and thought it looked I, cool. I have to imagine, you know? like, you know... If, Every time we, we we always forget that... Not everybody follows this Very stuff. few people yeah. follow this stuff. It seems like a lot to us because a lot of the people we talk to and the things we are interested in, people are into it. But yeah. The majority of people fly, buying and playing games don't know dick about any of that. Yeah, you know? and I have to like again. I have to imagine that, um, mm. like, if I didn't follow video games, right? Yeah, and uh, or at least I didn't read about them. I didn't watch them, but I played them a lot. And I just walked into, you know, the game shop, and I saw No Man's Sky on the. I saw No Man's Sky on the on the shelf. Yeah, and I I turned I turned that cover around and I I read the description of that game. I was like, well, I've literally never seen anything like this before. And I play it, and then, like... To you, it's great. It's... Yeah. You know, like, I have I, I have no expectations, right? Like, I might, like, the, you know, if, you know... Especially if it was before I was going into the game stores with a smartphone in my hand. And none of those people knew Hello Games before. Yeah. You know, I mean, sure, somebody did, but very few people did. And, uh... And for their next game, they're not going to remember that it was Hello Games to begin with. Right. You know. Right. Uh, you know, and I, th and I, you know, I think that, you know, especially with the way that I buy games now, right, where a lot of the time, like a lot of my Steam purchases, are basically an analog to back before smartphones existed. Yeah. Where I'm just looking at, I'm basically looking at cover art. Yeah. Right. And I'm just basically looking at cover art, reading a description, and making my purchase decision on that. Also, not to forget that, like. While it's not first or second party, it was advertised as such by Sony. Right, like the, like huge, it was advertised like, the same way they're showing Spider Man right now. Like four years, know? like four years ago, there was a there was a huge marketing push for that. Yeah, um, which you know, uh, which, and after release date. Yeah, I was gonna say like Sony just dipped. Yeah, they like, did like, them no. like real dirty. Yeah, like and like because okay, I mean no. no Let's like, not I'm not, no, I'm not, like I'm not, no, I'm not taking, I'm not taking accountability. Like, no one made Sean Murray lie. Right, right. and that game would not, would but, but probably what, not release had it not what been I'm for saying, PlayStation. What I'm saying right. is, like, what I'm saying is don't, like, I'm saying it's grimy. It was grimy. To, like, be like, you know, yeah, everything that they're saying, like, yeah, that's all great. This is great, right? Like, mm -hmm. we're showing you these things, like, this is great. Yeah. Buy this game, right? Like, and then week one... Like, they just kind of fade into the background. Like it's, I, I'm, <laughs> literally see, I'm, I'm literally seeing. And nobody see, blamed him. I'm no one blamed him. I'm literally seeing a Homer Simpson disappear <laughs> into the hedges. I heard somebody else say that on a podcast today about this situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's apt. It is apt. Um, uh, yeah. They. I mean, they they dipped. You know, and I would have done the same thing. Yeah. I would have done the same fucking thing. You know. Um, but and every, it, I mean every. Though every game Hello Games has ever released 
Hello Games is around because of Sony. Right. You know, they exist because of Sony. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty shady. Um, but <laughs> again, shady. again, like like shady move, yes. Good business move, also yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, because like, here's the thing: is that Sony, Sony has their hand in so many pies that like, if if Hello Games were to like, tank because they're because of the bad press that their game got. And Sony can be like, okay, well, uh, let's look, see what the Spider-Man over here is doing. <laughs> um, and they'd be none... But it was so weird, though, right? Because even, like, with Insomniac, they've always had a pretty strong second-party relationship with them. Yeah. Uh, so much, in fact, that many people thought that they would become a, a, a studio, a, right. a, a first-party studio. Uh, Hello Games, yeah, I mean, they helped him out with, like, Joe Danger and all that, but yeah. Joe Danger is, like... Sony found that in their fucking couch cushion, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no Man's Sky, they helped out in a much bigger way. Yeah. You know. Um, it's very strange. It was a very strange relationship that they had with that company. Yeah. Is that game Sony published? No. Uh, Self-published? I'm not positive, but it's not Sony published. I wonder who published it. Because the reason I'm asking is because I was wondering if this was a Microsoft Minecraft situation. It is not, no. Okay. Um, yeah, it's Microsoft bought Minecraft. Right. I guess like I'm not beyond holding people accountable. Um, you know, it's, it's the first time I thought about that. Was like, Mojang is like a. That's a Microsoft first party now. Yeah. It's really weird. Because you're taking way back to yeah. playing that game in alpha. Yeah. Um, in, in your browser. Yeah, first party game now. That's yeah. weird. That's weird. Um, it's, first party studio. Yeah. That's fucking strange. When did that, when did you, when were you playing that game? Uh, I mean, I played Minecraft in alpha. You know. Probably. I don't know, but I, I can tell you both my children were in diapers. Okay, so. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I got a friend. Probably closer to like 2009, 2010. Yeah. Um, Both my kids were in diapers. And the, like... The wild west of Minecraft, man. That shit was great. What were you saying? Sorry. Yeah, I got a friend. He and his wife were playing Minecraft when it was... I think you had to get invited to play or something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, no, they, no recipes for anything. Nothing online to tell yeah. you how to craft shit. Yeah, it was just... They, they tried yeah. to show it to me and I was, I was just... I was like, this is... Just too much. Yeah. You know, somebody will. Some I I heard somebody say like, when are they gonna make a Minecraft two? And I was like, well, I don't know a whole lot about Minecraft, but I also like, what would Minecraft two be? Yeah. You know, I like. Well, they've got that super duper update coming out, which I thought should have already happened. Yeah, I just feel like Minecraft. I feel like the model for Minecraft is just you just build on top of like, pun not intended, but you just build on top of that, like indefinitely. Yeah. Um. Just like. It just, I mean, from a from an outsider looking in perspective, it just seems it seems very much like new skins and like little things around that had been enough for like the past almost ten years. Yeah, you just remind me. I saw a video on YouTube last week where it was showing the uh, evolution of like game maps, and, like how it showed um, for open world is like. Morrowind does yeah. this, and, oh, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. kept getting bigger, bigger, bigger and bigger, bigger, and then it's like Minecraft. It's just like, yeah. you know what's cool about Minecraft though is that like it's easy to make Minecraft big though. 
Yeah. The cool thing, the thing about the cool thing about Minecraft specifically when we're talking about cartography is that like with other open world games, like you have the whole map right there. Where in Minecraft, like it's procedurally generated. So like you have to map that shit out. Like it's everything is uncharted, and I think that's really cool because I'm that's the only open world game that I can think of. I mean, there's a lot of open world games that have like the fog of war on the map. Sure, but like until that, you've been to that but area, that, but that map yeah. is the it's same every the same. time. Right. Like I could just Google that right. map right now. You can't Google a map of Minecraft because it's the seeds are generated. Sure. I believe in. Elder Scrolls Two is like that as well. Okay. Um, um, it was just like no one played that James. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm sure a lot of people played it actually. Um, <laughs> Redguard, it was called, right? Or was that? No, that was. Um, I believe it was uh, Daggerfall. Okay. I think. Um, but yeah, from what I read, it's like everything was just like Skyrim Two. Sure. No, it was just like like <laughs> randomly generated. Yeah. Um, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Uh, I hear people say randomly generated. When they mean procedurally generated a lot. I more often hear procedurally generated when they mean randomly generated. Mm. Mm. But developers make that mistake. Yeah. We were talking about another about another thing that uh, like a a piece of developer like or video game terminology that like is is commonly misused in like the marketing of certain videos and I can't remember what it was. Um, I, I think it might have been along those same lines. Um, I don't know, but like, uh, okay. Uh, well, I mean, we've talked No Man's Sky to death. Yeah. And most of what we said, we've already said in the past. Tell me about your experience with it, because obviously you've been enjoying yourself. Yeah. My experience, it seems, it feels, it seems weird to say, but my experience with, with the next update is very is very much the same as my experience like my feelings toward it as the as the initial game um and that it's all new to me and i'm really enjoying it like i'm still discovering things um but they've the quality of life changes that they've made in that game they're they're substantial they're really good they've done a lot they've done a lot better at kind of um, streamlining the process of like um, crafting and inventory management and everything like that. They've made it, like it took them so long, so long to make uh, things that you craft stackable. Okay. It took them so long to do that and that was such a huge thing. Cause like- for Didn't they just copy Destiny's inventory? Huh? Didn't they just copy uh, Destiny's inventory? I don't know, I didn't play enough Destiny to say, but like, um, like for example, one of the main one of the things that I craft a lot of is something called a metal sheet, right? And there, it was so often that two metal sheets took up two inventory slots, right? And I hated that so much. And like I was just like this, like I'm not a video game developer. Making video games is hard. I get it, but it just seems like something that is like so basic by now that just it drove me crazy. No, it's cool. It's like uh, it's like the RE4 inventory. Yeah, you gotta fit them uh, on there. But like that was only not as fun. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> that that was really fun in like a very mundane kind of way. But right, like, and this is just they're all it, the same shape. It's but. just like like why does it, like why does these things not yeah. fit in my inventory? But like anyway, like that's well, like with World of Warcraft. You look at the inventory system for when that thing first started. 
and how streamlined. Coming back. Yeah, I know. And how, and how, <laughs> and how streamlined it is now. Like, it's. Did that come out already? No. Okay. Because, like. You will hear about it. Yeah, I. I like. Shanae will get banned. That would be so, that would be <laughs> so fucking great. We like, should do a let's play of her getting banned. Uh, but no, like, they've, um, like with all the things that they've added to the game, the way that the game, the the game plays differently now, uh, in a way that I can certainly appreciate. Um, I, I feel weird, it feels weird to say, but like, the addition of that third person camera, just like, I don't know what it is. It's weird, like, I love third person, typically more than I like first person, but yeah. No Man's Sky seems like a game I would want to play in first person. Yeah, I don't, it, it's it's weird though, because, like, I, I for for the first two years that game was out, I thought, you know, I would really love to see my ship as I'm flying it, but now, like, when I play it, like, I, I fly, I, I, I walk around in third person, and I fly around in first person. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, but, it, like, that, that third person, for some reason... Something I don't. I guess maybe it's seeing my character and like being able to like 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 be customizing my character, like making my own. It, it's um, it's cool. I um, I ran into someone, not literally, but like I encountered someone uh, on a planet. To kill him? No, he. Uh, uh, I go to every planet to make war. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he he landed he landed his ship in front of mine. Have you wiped out a species yet? I'm working on it. I'm trying real hard, but like those, I don't like. I don't know if they can reproduce or what, but like I just, I don't know. It's hard, um, especially when all you have is a mining beam and they die so very slow. Um, I don't have like an, a proper gun yet. Do they have proper guns? Yeah, they do. Um, like Uzis. Yeah, there's a there's a space AK-47 that I <laughs> had my eye on. Uh, no, this. My experience with the game, it just, it just feels like a, it feels like the game, like, it feels like the game launched again. Um, sure. Which... Terrible name, next. Yeah. They should have called it No Man's Sky 2. Or just, <laughs> uh, No Man's Sky, colon, we did it. Sure. Uh, but, like, my, to, in summation, really, my, my experience, like, I guess I'm the wrong person to ask, I think. You're not. Um, because I there's think, no wrong person to ask. It's just because I've always I've you know, it's so, it feels so weird to like juxtapose like my initial opinion of the game against everyone else's and the specific reason for that. Um, I mean, a lot of people have been playing it since day one and continue to. Yeah. Well, like my like so like I talked about it before like two years ago I said, you know, you know so many people were justifiably upset right. But then at the same time, like, I was sitting here feeling like this is the game that I expected, and yeah. I don't and I don't know why I expected that because I was well I guess it's because I just I watched him play it for like a like upwards of an hour. Um, well, I mean, for like three, two, three E3s in a row, they showed you a new demo each year that was basically the same demo each year. But like, you know, I heard all the same stuff. I heard him say all the same stuff that everyone else did. Yeah, you know. Uh, and I guess I don't know why my expectations weren't different, um, because the ex everyone else's expectations were based were well, they at least it seems that way were based on the things that he had said. Um, 
but I, you know, I feel like it's it's really cool to me for someone to be able to make, regardless of why they did it, to make a two-year-old game feel brand new again. And uh, the multiplayer thing, I don't, I honestly don't care. Like, I wanted to play that game by myself. Yeah. Um, it's cool that it's there, I guess. Um, I just feel that's going to leave a lot of room for a lot of people to be really upset. And it's like, you guys didn't want this after all. Like, you guys forgot how mean people on the internet can be. I don't think so. <laughs> but, I don't think so. Uh, well, I say that even though, like, the, the one person that I met, like, didn't try to murder me. Well, and so. in general, multiplayer is more successful. Um, I don't know. I, I don't I don't look at numbers and charts and graphs and things. Uh, I leave that up to you. You're the you're the you're the numbers guy. Um, sure, but like you know what games have sold well, and generally, they're multiplayer um, games. I've always been happy that this game exists. Um, it's always been really cool to me that the that this kind of game exists. I think that there are plenty of people who could have done it better. Um, but is it a, it is a cool, to me, it is a cool thing to have in the world. Um, is this the peak of what it's going to be? I don't know. We'll see what they do with those weekly updates they promised. What were you saying, no, Sandy? I, I just realized another game where it was over-promised and under-delivered was a Spore. Yeah, Spore was a good one. Although, was Spore really, did you really think they over-promised on Spore? I think like the problem with Spore is people didn't expect it to be as short as it was, but like they never told is you that, that a, was going to be a long is game. Is that a story-based game? Or? No, no. Uh, so it's Maxis. Right. You start off as like a single-cell right organism. That? I'm not sure. Okay. You, you Basically, it's like... You, I know the premise of Spore. Yeah, yeah but um, you can beat Spore in a few hours. What is beating Spore? Uh, you, you go from like single-cell to like... I believe, like, galaxies and shit, planets and all that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but there is an end to Spore. And the, is it, like, a hard Unlike end? Sims. I believe so. Okay. I believe so. I'm not positive. But, uh... I had fun with Spore. And Spores... Critically... Did not do well. But, uh... It's public reception was pretty good. I just remember it... I heard so much talk that it came out and it just... Poof. Gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how well it sold, and I know critics didn't seem to like it, but I know that the public seemed to like it. So, I you know I it's one of the one of those things that's like, it's a it's an interesting concept, and I'm glad that somebody tried. I bought it. Yeah, um, I'm glad I'm glad that somebody like tried a lot to of weird it. looking dudes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know I think that there are a lot of people like where No Man's Sky is concerned, like they're just not going to go back. Um, they're just not, and like, and I understand that. Yeah, you can't blame um, them at all. Uh, had I paid them for that game on day one, I would not go back. Yeah. Um, you know, with that said, though, like, I was in a conversation I had with someone before. Like, it has, like, as somebody who has been playing that game since since launch, it's a, it, it has been really cool to watch that game like kind of grow and develop in the way that it has. Um, I wish that it didn't come at the cost that it did. Um, but it, it's it's a cool a teenager now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One day it'll be a man. Yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, it is it's it's cool to watch the evolution of a game like that in real time. Um, I mean, I've I've said before No Man's Sky even came out 
that regardless of how well that game did, the tech behind it is phenomenal. Yeah. And if you gave that tech to somebody who, to a team that really knew what they were doing mm -hmm. as far as gameplay mechanics yeah. and as far as story goes, you could eventually see something really awesome come out of that. Yeah. You know, it is the biggest game ever made as far as scope, size, right? I think that in the next, I think that like maybe in the next decade or maybe 15 years, maybe maybe sooner than that, I don't know. But I think that we'll, we will see probably a larger studio take their crack at it. I mean, it d depends on if they can crack the tech. Yeah. Or if Hello Games is willing to sell that tech. Yeah. You know. Well, then uh, I feel like uh, Sean Murray did a talk where he was... He did a GDC talk yeah. uh, very vaguely talking about how they did it, yeah. but it's not... It's not giving you specifics, and yeah. here's here's how you can go do it yourself. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. Those juicy talks are great. You should, yeah. you should you should watch it. I don't know if that's a one you have to pay for or not. But. Yeah. Um. You know, but I, I don't know. I I think that what I got and what I ended up with, um, it's not often that those two that those two things are always so different um also hello games like stop being so stop trying to be cute with your with your patch notes all right even when even when the next update came out they just listed it as bug fixes give me the notes i want to read the notes i don't have to go to a website or a url give me the notes right there on the playstation like every single one since launch it just says bug fixes and i hate that um other than that though like regardless of why they did it, regardless of what the reasons were behind all the changes that they've made in the past two years, um, I'm glad that they happened. And I do look forward to seeing where that game goes from here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually more fascinated to see if they will, um, because this, this whole weekly updates thing or weekly challenges or whatever they're saying that they're going to do, they're saying, well, at least Sean Murray has said that, like, that's something that they've always, that they've wanted to do. Um, so I guess we'll see how badly they wanted to do it. Uh, we'll see like how long of a timeline that will continue. Um, personally, I give it a year, but we'll see. If they go for a year, I'll be impressed. Yeah, um, we'll see. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, that's that's all I that's all I've been up to this week is just playing that game and falling asleep on my sofa. You're playing on PlayStation, yeah? Yeah. Um, Someone had asked me, like, I'm trying to decide, should I get it on, P on PC or on PlayStation? I was like, I, I, don't, I couldn't tell you. On PC. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Um, I was like, and well, I mean, I guess, I was like, I guess it depends on, like, why you want to get it on PC. Like, if you want to get it for, like, these specific technical reasons, then sure. Um, you know, but, like. Mod it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, and I don't know what kind of mods are, there are out, out there for it. Um, but, um. I'm sure there's some crazy shit. Yeah, but, um. You know, I, you know, buy it on whatever platform you it's got. It's like after that. Uh, buy it on the best platform that'll run it. After that Fallout Miami uh, mod trailer came out, most of my friends bought it on PS4. And like, that's not coming to PS4, you know? Yeah. So all um, of them were like, man, I should have bought it on PC. Yeah. Um, and it sucks having to, like, like, having to, because like, the thing about it is like, when we, when, when you bought Fallout 4, for your PlayStation, you didn't know all this stuff with the mods and stuff was gonna happen. No, of course not. Like you, you had no way to know. Yeah. Um, 
you know. Still Skyrim. Yeah. Well, I don't think that you're owed it by any means. Either. You're not, but like it just sucks because for like, your sixty dollars, you got a lot of games. But game. like, yeah, you know? like you're not you're not owed it, sure, because like, uh, like you know, Bethesda was like, well, this is the game that we wanted to make, so yeah. everything that we wanted to be in that game is there. Yep. Um, like, like the, if you're gonna make, if people are gonna make mods for it, cool, but like everything that we wanted to ship is is there. Um, but at the same time, like I get, I can empathize, right? Because, like I I bought that game on PlayStation. And I was like, and this was before I had a, a gaming computer. I bought that game on PlayStation. And I was like, well, look at all the stuff that guys on Xbox are getting to do with their Fallout. I want to be able to do that with my Fallout. So I went and traded that game in, and I was like, now sell it to me on Xbox now. <laughs> like, and that, even that's a, that's very, that's a small bit more yeah. than what you could do on PlayStation. Yeah, but like it's again, again though, is the fact remains that I paid more. Like I paid more. Cumulatively, I paid more than full price for Fallout. Yeah. Um, well, and you got to get on PC. That was that was all me. But uh, but now you have all the mods you want. Yeah, which is funny because all the mods that I want are available on Xbox. So it's like, cause I always want like really small like stuff. Yeah. Like I don't want it. I don't want it, I, like I don't want to put Homer Simpson in Fallout or anything like that. I, I don't <laughs> care about any of that stuff. But, I mean, you have a lot of fun when we fucked with Left 4 Dead. Yeah, yeah, but that's because like you put Ghost Rider and Batman and <laughs> like and and uh, and Jacket from Hotline Miami, like that was all cool. Yeah. Um, Kill Valentine. It was funny, like uh, it was funny uh, hearing. Um, I think it was Ellis's voice coming out of Ghost Rider's mouth. Yeah. Um, and like and uh, I can't remember if it was if it was Bill or Francis's voice coming out of Batman's mouth, but. Uh, uh, Batman Beyond Batman. That's <laughs> it was just it was funny like us yeah. being in the in the safety the Mario Brothers safety room no yeah. less like with like all those people just standing around like just Ghost Rider standing around with this flaming head and like I don't know but yeah mods are, like mods can be fun but like again that like it wasn't a that was all like superficial stuff right I'm just saying if you're into that shit yeah why not PC yeah if you like, if you want to get the if you want to if you want to be able to squeeze the absolute most out of your game. You're gonna get it on on uh, on computer, um, but again, like with like with Fallout, like all I, like they're like the mods that I got were like 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 I'm, I wanted to make the storms more realistic, mm -hmm. uh, and I wanted to uh, and then I got that that sim that sim settlements thing which made settlements. The Sims? <laughs> no. <laughs> you bought the Sims? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Uh, no, it's the, that one's good. So. <laughs> you should buy The Sims. <laughs> no, Sandy. Okay, have you played Fallout Four? Very little. Okay, do you remember? Did you mess with the settlement stuff at all? No. Okay. Uh, so like there, it has this thing called Sim Settlements. Like there's a mod called Sim Settlements for, I don't know if it's on the Xbox version or not, but it basically makes it so that you can zone. You can do like residential zone or uh, or recreational. Oh, zone you told me about this. Or a commercial zone, and like you just zone it. And then the settlers will build the shit themselves, hmm. and then they'll they'll build it and they'll 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 take care of it. And like the only thing you like the only thing you have to do is like show up and collect taxes. Hmm. Uh, so like, it makes settlements not a headache. And Dude, you know what? Like, I don't know if the first Fable had this. Is Fable remember. Happy Mods? I don't know. Uh, maybe Fable One. I think Fable One's the only one that came to PC. I could be wrong about that. Uh, but I don't know if Fable 1 had this. I know Fable 2 did. 
the real estate in Fable 2 yeah. Yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Bring that shit back. Yeah. That's what he should have talked well, about, not the dog. Of, they kind of did in 3. Well, no, I'm just saying bring it back in another game. Oh, yeah. You know, like, that was way cooler than the dog was. Because the dog didn't do anything. <laughs> the dog, like, okay, like, the, the dog did two things. It would, it would one, dig up a treasure, or, like, snip, like, you would dig up the treasure. He would tell you that the treasure was there. Yeah. Or if you knocked an enemy down, then he would, he would finish him off. I owned Sometimes. everything. Yeah. I owned everything, too, yeah. and I still couldn't get that stupid achievement for having the, like, $1 million worth of real estate. Oh, well, couldn't you... Couldn't you you uh, had to go into the houses and upgrade the houses with different furniture and stuff. Well, I mean, you're making money either way, so could you not just change your system clock? No, it's you had to have... You couldn't like, cheat, James? real estate empire worth, like, $1 million. I see. I see. I thought it was I just earn that. What if they made yeah, a Fable no, no, game no, that was I, just that? Just the real estate? Yeah. Like they just like they just like like expound upon that a bunch. No, because you have to have something to spend the money on. Yeah, you know, well, you know, you spend it on other people's houses. No. Yeah. Uh, I seem to remember you could pay for sex in that game. Maybe spend your money on that. Sure. Sure. Just like spend your money money on that like a whole bunch. Yeah. Um. I think that I. <laughs> See, like, the dog thing could have been cool. It wasn't that it was not cool. I liked the dog. Like, having the dog there, having the dog there in and of itself was cool. Yeah. It would have just been cool if the dog did more things. Sure. Uh, or, like, if he, like, if the dog was at the level that, like, if the dog had the level of functionality that dog meat has in Fallout 4, that would have been cool. Now, what does dog meat do that that dog didn't do? Dog meat will actively engage enemies that aren't already laying on the ground. Like, he could actually take out an enemy by himself without, without you worrying about it. So that's what you want. Yeah, I want him to kill. Hey, you can't play fetch with dog meat. With the power of mods, I can. Dude, that's why, that's why you just play Far Cry 5 and you have your assistants be Peaches the, the Bobcat and uh, Cheeseburger the Bear. And just send them out to go kill people. James, let me ask something. Are either of those dogs? You can get a dog. <laughs> no, you can get a dog in that too. Are either of the two things you mentioned dogs? You say Peaches the kangaroo and Burgers the bear? Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger the bear you know about and, cheeseburger? and Peaches, I think it's like a bobcat or something. I don't want a bobcat. I want a dog meat. But you, you, no, you, you can get a dog too, but that thing was, I was, I was like, why do I want a dog when I can get a bear? The dog's yeah. man's best friend. Uh, this episode has been brought to you by Animal Care Services. Sure. If you need a dog, get a cheeseburger. <laughs> sure. Uh, that's it this week, guys. Take us out, Tom. Uh, maybe Chanel will be back next week. We actually don't know where she is. No, so if she, you know, yeah. let us know. Um, we're gonna we're gonna put her face and phone number on uh, at the end of this episode. Make sure you call her. I'm not her, doing that. Let her know what's going on. <laughs> We're just going to scroll across the bottom of the screen. Yeah. We're going to host a telethon yeah. for Sinead's benefit. And uh, maybe you like No Man's Sky as much as Ryan? Probably not. You talk to him about it. Don't talk to me. Maybe you're new to our Discord and you're just kind of creeping in there? Talk say to hello. James. Or actually... Uh, say hello in there. Say hello specifically so to... So you don't scare me. Therese. Because yeah. he's real cool. Sure. Uh, and Sandy. 
Uh, if you say hi to Sandy, he'll buy you a McBagel. So No, not anymore. That's true. He's broke, but yeah. <laughs> go easy on him. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye.